0: This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine. And I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert. My spirit is receptive. As I'm taught the Word of God, my life has changed for the better. And I'll never be the same again. Amen. Give five people a high five and then you may be seated. Because I burn a couple of minutes doing some announcements, we're going to skip the introduction this morning. The message is Jesus heals many sick and oppressed at evening, and this is the fifth miracle in the New Testament. Somebody might say, Pastor, if you're going to spend one Sunday on every miracle, we we could be doing this when Jesus comes. I would love it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To be teaching on the miracles of the New Testament when Jesus comes. So, the miracle today follows the healing of Peter's mother in law, which Austin covered last Sunday. Matthew says Jesus touched her hand and the fever left her. Mark, which is Peter dictating to Mark, says Jesus took her hand and helped her up. Luke, And Luke was writing after interviewing eyewitnesses. Luke says that Jesus rebuked the fever and it left her. So these gospel writers all had it right. They just recorded what happened according to their own recollection or as it had been reported to them by eyewitnesses. So Jesus touched her hand, rebuked the fever. The fever left her and Jesus helped her up. It happened the way it was recorded. Now, today we're going to deal with what happened next. What happened after that? Well, the townspeople heard that Jesus was in the house. And I'll try not to get emotional about it. But coming up in June, I will have been preaching the gospel 50 years. And I know I look great, but I'm getting up there. And this is all I want before I go. I want Jesus in the house. I, this, there's no hope economically, medically. There's no hope for America except a third great awakening. There's no hope. There's no way out. There's no way through. No politician's going to save us. No political party's going to do squat. I mean, they're, they're going to do stuff, but they're not going to do anything to help us. So this is my heart's desire. This is all I want. God's blessed me. I want Jesus in the house. Matthew eight sixteen. When evening came, many who were demon possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. Say, all the sick. sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he carried or he bore away our diseases. And in Mark's gospel, which is Peter's recollection, Mark 1:32 that evening after sunset the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed the whole town gathered at the door and Jesus healed many who had various diseases he also drove out many demons but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was isn't I think it's fascinating that the demons knew who Jesus was but a lot of the people didn't know who Jesus was and The demons knew who Jesus was, and none of the Pharisees knew who Jesus was except Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. And in Luke's gospel, which is based on his, which proves you can have knowledge without discernment. You can have knowledge without understanding. And you know, when Jesus came, he spoke to a people that were into rule following. And all these religions out here, a lot of them are into rule following. And, and then you got another group and, and forget about throwing out the rules. They're throwing out the moral commands of the Bible. But if we would have a heart toward God, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, well, we wouldn't be doing any sinning anyway. It would all take care of itself. And when he's in the house, when he's in the home, when he's in a marriage, you can see it. Luke 4.40, Luke's gospel, which is based on his research of eyewitnesses. Luke 4.40, when the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place the people were looking for him and when he came to where and when they came to where he was they tried to keep him from leaving them but he said i must preach the good news of the kingdom of god to the other towns also because that is why i was sent and he kept on preaching in the synagogues of judea you know the last 3 weeks i've been thinking about this thing of preaching it's fascinating because Paul said that God uses the foolishness of preaching. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It it mesmerizes me. It does. It mesmerizes me because one man can sit in a service and hear the word, and faith comes by hearing. They hear the word. They believe the word. They receive the word. Another man can sit in the exact same service and they can reject the word. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching and faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you want to know the secret, here's a preview of the March Power Lunch. The way we did all this is we did not sit in services with the great and reject what we heard. We heard great men, we believed what they said, and we went out and acted like it was ours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like what uh, the Spirit of the Lord told them in 2 Chronicles 20, we had faith in God and we had faith in his prophets. Now I'm going to lay down some principles and patterns. Number one, crowds gather when Jesus is in the house. Number one, crowds gather when Jesus is in the house. And we know that today in the absence of a physical Jesus, Jesus does his work by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit of God. Now, I don't mean to be negative or to chastise this morning, but you have heard me say for years that I don't think we're doing a good enough job entering into worship here at Faith Christian Center. I think we're doing a little better here recently, but you know, maybe we're at 15 miles an hour. And I don't believe we're doing a good enough job inviting the lost and hurting to our services here at Faith Christian Center. Let me tell you what, never in my lifetime, I don't think in the, in the history of humanity, have there been so many hurting people. All you got to do is get on social media and you see demoniacs everywhere. People bound by drugs everywhere. People living delusional lives everywhere. And then people dropping dead everywhere. So I don't think it's going to be that hard in the days to come to reach out to hurting people. Because they are out there. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Pastor, I brought somebody and they heard the word and they got offended. That's the game, man. You know, my father, I drugged my father to church. He heard, the word, heard one of the greatest gospel preachers I've ever heard in my entire life and he rejected the word. Sue's father, I don't know that he often went to church with us, but he heard me preach a lot, and he gave mental assent to the word. And because he did not reject the word, because he had given mental assent to the word, that night he died. And his firstborn, that's Sue, told him that he needed Jesus and he needed to pray the prayer and he needed to be saved and he needed to be born again. He submitted and he prayed the prayer at the end. One man hears the word and he believes. Another man hears the word, he gives mental assent and he doesn't take action on the word. And another man hears the word of God and they reject the word of God. But as I pointed out, Jesus said, I can't stay here with y'all. I got to keep preaching. Why? Because everybody deserves to hear. So bring them and let them hear. And if they reject it, that's on them. But we want to do our part. I said, we want to do our part. Sometimes I wish to God, every one of us could spend five minutes in heaven and then spend five minutes in hell. I think if we could spend five minutes in heaven and turn around and spend five minutes in hell, we would live a different life every day from that day to our last day. It's all real. Amen. It's not theoretical. So God wants to work. And the Holy Spirit wants to work. And the Holy Spirit wants to work here at Faith Christian Center. So my dear friends, our job when we gather together is to usher in the presence of Jesus into this house. When we worship God with all of our strength and with all of our hearts, if we will do that, he will do his work among us. He will do his work by his spirit, by the Holy Spirit of God. Number two, Jesus set people free from evil spirits with a word, with a word. You know, we came back from Africa. (laughs) Nothing like Africa to give you experience with demons. And uh, why? Well, because they're not all medicated and, and warehoused. They're out. Amen. So we come back from Africa, and I was horrified. Even a famous local evangelist, you know, they're into deliverance, buckets, towels, vomiting. You know, I was horrified. I thought, man, they, they, they never been anywhere, never did anything. Amen. You, you don't need an exorcism. You know, poor Nancy Pelosi had an exorcism at her house. That's not going to help her. It's not going to help her husband. It's not going to do anything. And uh, we're not talking about exorcism. We're not talking about buckets. We're not talking about towels. We're not talking about throwing up. You know, that was the fad. Back then we built that first little starter church up on I-30 I- and we only had carpet in a few rooms. And uh, they called me back. They used- we used to have a room where we took people that were making decisions for the Lord and they called me back there, said they had a problem. I go back there. You know, somebody that had walked the aisle was demon possessed and apparently they'd watched some Christian TV, <laughs> which is probably bad. And uh so, you know, they're just doing their best to upchuck. And I, sp- I didn't speak to them. I spoke to the Spirit. I said, oh, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not puking on my brand-new carpet. I said, you just swallow that. And I said, and come out. Amen. Amen. With a word. With a word. Somebody wants to put on a show around a demon, you know they don't have the goods. They don't, they don't even know what they're doing. They came out with a word. Austin did such a great job covering this two weeks ago. Casting out demons and setting people free from evil spirits is a matter of authority, not magic, witchcraft, voodoo, or exorcism. We know that Jesus gave us the authority because he said in Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority, which is the Greek word exousia, right, privilege, authority. I've given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power. That's a different word. In the King James, both words are translated power. It's a different word. He said, I've given you authority to overcome all the power, dunamis, power, might, strength, force of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. I would to God in the last three years people would have believed that nothing would harm them. Number three, it is the will of God to heal all the sick. Number three, it is the will of God to heal all the sick. Say it out loud. It is the will of God God. to to heal all the sick. I can't believe preachers are still peddling the heresy that God wants some people sick or that God teaches people by making them sick. Look at the language of the New Testament in Matthew 8, 16. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. You know, I'm embarrassed for my profession. Incompetence and heresy is everywhere. There's not one time in four Gospels Jesus said, Uh, hang on, let me check with the Father to see if it's His will to heal you. Because it might not be His will to heal you. In fact, He might have been the one that made you sick. Hang on, let me check. There's not one time in four Gospels Jesus told somebody, well, my Father and I made you sick to try and teach you to be a better person. It's all nonsense. People, you know, some of these preachers need to go sell shoes. With a word, he drove out the evil spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he carried our diseases. We'll see that you could translate that. He bore them away. Number four, Jesus took up our infirmities and carried away our diseases. This is all past tense, completed action. The work is done. Say it out loud. It's all past tense. It's all all completed action. And the work is done. done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word. No show. He drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took up. He took up. He took up our infirmities, and he carried our diseases. He bore them away. And this... In this, Matthew references Isaiah 53, 4 to 6. Surely he hath borne. Surely he hath borne. What does that mean? He hath carried, he hath borne our griefs. Kolai is the Hebrew word. Sickness, diseases, infirmities. Surely he hath borne, he hath carried our sicknesses, diseases, and infirmities. He carried our sorrows. That's a different Hebrew word, macabre pain, both physical and mental, both physical and mental. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. That means our violation of God's commands, offense, sin, wrongdoing. He was bruised for our iniquities, that sin and guilt. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Now this is Old Testament. This is Isaiah says in the present tense, and with his stripes we are healed. The Gospel of Matthew quotes Isaiah 53, 4 in the context of Jesus healing the sick. Kenneth Hagin, the one that went to be with the Lord in 2003, used to teach on the, our twofold atonement. How can we know Isaiah 53 includes both forgiveness and healing in the atonement? Well, Matthew confirms it for us and the Gospels and the New Testament clearly testify to the fact that healing is a part of the atonement and our new covenant in Christ Jesus. Healing is in the atonement. Healing is the will of God for your life. Divine health is the will of God for your life. Healing, as Matthew 15:26 says, is the children's bread. Healing belongs to us. You know, I had a plan for the Holy Week Revival. (laughs) I'm laughing at myself. I had a plan for the Holy Week Revival 2023. And man, I was set. You know, I was determined. I was adamant. And the Lord dealt with me a few weeks ago. Actually, maybe a couple of months back. He said, son, there's no point in teaching on that. People get it or they don't. And uh, he led me in a different direction. So Holy Week Revival 2023 will be this topic. Healing belongs to us. And so if Jesus bore our sickness, and Isaiah 53, 4 says he did, then there's no need for us to bear them too. You know, Sue and I check into the hotel, and uh, the, the bellmen are carrying our suitcases. Well, there's no point in me carrying them. You know, and we check out, and the bellmen, they come get the suitcases, and they then they they take them off the luggage rack and they put them in the back of the, uh, the escalate. No point in me doing it. Hey, uh, no point in me lifting a thing. You know why? Because the work's done. Yes. I said there's no point in me lifting a thing. You know why? Because the work is done. Yes. Now, now, the Lord's correcting me. I can take care of myself. I can take care of myself. You know, uh, let me tell you the most criminal thing that's happened in the last three years. They have never yet... The government has never yet issued any preventative ideas on COVID. They're monsters of iniquity. Vitamin D. You know, I never took any vitamins. You know, I'm a full gospel preacher, word of faith man. But I got to reading about all this three years ago. Now I take vitamins because I know the way I eat. There's probably a lot of stuff I'm not getting. (laughs) And so, you know, and so, vitamin D, amen. amen. I'm just saying we we. And I used to teach on this. I called it leaving no stone unturned. And one day Sunday night, Sue and I were down in Houston, and this was many, many, many years ago. And I heard John Osteen in the sermon. Teach the exact same thing. And I thought, all right, all right. I'm on the right track. Do everything you can do in the natural. That's why we go to work tomorrow. That's why we earn money. That's why we save money. That's why. Do everything you can do in the natural. And when you get right up to the line of what you can do in the natural, believe God. Amen. So I'm not saying we don't take care of ourselves. And let me tell you something else too. Ain't nobody going to take care of you but you. Well, you might say my wife does look. My wife, all these 46 and a half years, you know, she's trying to get me to it right. I just do as I please. <laughs> so even your wife can't do it for you. You got to take care of yourself. And I know it's a bummer. Why is he talking about this and a message on healing? Because you need it. I think it's a lousy, stinking deal myself that I have been born again 62 years and I've been a tither all these years and I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit all these years. I think it's a lousy, stinking deal that while I'm asleep at night, the Holy Ghost doesn't come along and take my body out and walk it. I think that's a lousy deal, but that's the way it is. So I got to cope. See, if he ain't doing it, watch it now. You think I'm being funny, but there's great revelation. If he ain't doing it, then I got to do it. But if he did it, then there's no point in me doing it. (laughs) You see that? He took up our infirmities. And he bore away our diseases. He did that. No point in me trying to do that. I got my part is to hear it, believe it, receive it, and go on down the road acting like it's so. Amen? Amen? Amen. But I can do what I can do. Has the Lord ever come and taken your trash out to the road? Has the Lord ever paid your, written the checks and put the checks in the mailbox? No, he's not going to do one thing for you that you can do for yourself. So you got to take action. you got to do everything you can do in the natural. And then when you've done everything you can do it in the natural, and, and as you're, I pray every night, Lord, you see what I'm trying to do. Bless the work of my hands. It's all right to do that. Amen. The Bible wouldn't tell us about God blessing the work of our hands if he didn't want us believing it and confessing it. So when you start down a road, whatever it is, to save money, make money, invest money, take care of yourself physically, whatever it is, you start down a road, drag God into it. As long as it's righteous, amen. Lord, you see what I'm trying to do? Bless the work of my hands. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Now that word born in the Hebrew means to lift up, to take away, to convey or to remove to a distance. He hath borne away our sicknesses, our diseases and our infirmities, and he has carried our pains. I said, he hath borne away, borne away. He hath borne away our sicknesses, our diseases, and our infirmities, and he has carried our pains. Borne means to lift up, to take away, to convey, to remove to a safe distance. Therefore, when the word says he has borne our sicknesses, it means he has borne them away. It means he has removed our sicknesses to a distance. The word is actually a Levitical word. It's a word that is applied to the scapegoat that bore the sins of the people. It's the same word used in Leviticus 16.22. The goat shall bear or bear away on itself all their iniquities to an uninhabited land. And he shall release the goat in the wilderness. You see the the priest, the high priest. He laid his hands on this goat, this scapegoat. And by faith conferred or transferred to that goat the sins and the iniquities of Israel. And the goat was taken out to the land, not inhabited, and the goat was turned loose in the wilderness. And just as that goat bore away the sins of Israel, for it's the same Hebrew word used, Jesus (coughs) bore away our sins, and Jesus bore away our sicknesses. Jesus bore away our diseases. Listen. It's the same thing with money. I've seen it my whole life. I've done better with money than I have with my health, but I've seen it my whole life. If you don't don't see it in the Word of God, you can't have it. If you don't see it in the Word of God, you can't believe God for it. And so all those youngsters we started out with, I don't know any of them that have done as well as we have in that area. So what I'm trying to do in this message this morning and in this series is bring you revelation that you can get your faith on. If you don't see it in the word of God, you cannot have faith for it. If you cannot see it in the word of God, you cannot believe God for it. Do you see that? Do you understand that? So revelation, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Revelation, revelation opens the door for faith to operate. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Now, seeing these truths from the word of God will change your life forever. When you get these truths registered in your heart, on the inside of you, in your spirit, man, healing will come. If we can just get past the mind... If we can just get past the mind and communicate biblical truth to the inner man, the spirit man, healing will come. But it's a big job to get past the mind. The challenge is bypassing our minds and all the sensory knowledge we've accumulated over all the years. This is why God told Joshua in Joshua 1.8 that we have to meditate on God's word. We have to meditate on the word of God. See, sin and sickness... Have passed from me to Calvary and salvation and health have passed from Calvary to me there was a transference there was a conveying there was a bearing away say it out loud sin and sickness sickness have passed from me me to Calvary Calvary. and salvation and health have passed from Calvary to me me. now we need to train ourselves no matter what comes up in life to ask ourselves what does the bible have to say about this what does the bible have to say about healing jesus took up our infirmities and he carried away our diseases and with the stripes of jesus we have been healed or we i like to say it this way because it's past tense with the stripes of jesus i've already been healed Say it out loud, Jesus took up my infirmities, and he carried away my diseases, and with the stripes of Jesus, I've already been healed. Say it out loud, healing belongs to me. Again, healing belongs to me. Again, healing belongs to me. Say it out loud, ha ha, Mr. Devil. Healing belongs to me. Jesus got healing for me. It's mine. I side in with the Word. I take sides with the Word of God. According to the Word of God, I am healed because the work's done. Jesus did the work. So I'm not trying to get healed. I don't have to get it. Jesus already got it for me. It belongs to me. Healing belongs to me. Healing is the children's bread according to the word of God, I'm already healed. It is written by whose stripes you were healed. If we were healed, then I was healed. If I was healed, then I am healed. Hallelujah. I am healed. I am, healed. I am well. I am whole. Now, I'm seriously out of time, but let me tell you a quick story. I think it's in the March. No, it's in Wednesday night. I have been working a little. Last Sunday night, I'm trying to go to sleep, and man, a pain hit my right foot. I mean, it it felt like somebody had taken one of those super sharp kitchen knives Sue has and just drove it through the part of my foot. And as sharply, because I'd been studying all this, as sharply as I've ever spoken to him, I said, no, you don't, Satan. No, you don't. You're not doing that to me. I said, and man, I was loud and I was vehement. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I curse your works. I said, you take your hands off me and you leave. and And I said, and I mean now. And like that. He's gone. About two minutes later, exact same thing, exact same response from me. Now, and it's not come back since. Now, I'm not saying every battle is spiritual, but I am saying this if that was not a spiritual battle that night then how could commanding Satan in the name of Jesus that I was not having that and cursing his works in the name of Jesus and commanding him to leave how, why would that work? Now how did Satan get them out of that garden? How did Satan get them out of that garden? He what? What's the word? Starts with a D. He deceived them. And that's what he does, my brothers and my sisters in the Lord. Just, just, I don't know that I'm being accurate. Father, forgive me if I'm not. Just picture some monkey-looking little nasty sucker Squeezing your stomach or squeezing your toe or squeezing your guts or whatever, and you're going to have a visualization of what's really going on. Am I saying every battle is spiritual? No. You can eat a zillion calories and have all kinds of problems. But I am saying that he is a deceiver and he comes to steal to kill and to destroy and a lot and and if he can get you to thinking in the natural see that's it that's it that's it the problem the number one problem christians have is really probably not the devil the number one problem christians have is their own mind And if he can keep you in the realm of the mind, he'll defeat you every time. But if you can resist that and drag him over into the realm of the spirit and the realm of faith, you'll defeat him every time. I'm here to declare the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That it was not a partial victory. It was not a substantial victory. It was not a pretty good victory. I'm here this morning to declare the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That Jesus utterly, completely, and totally destroyed and wrecked the works of Satan. And the only power he's got in a believer's life is the power to lie to them and to deceive them. But he is a defeated foe. And he, the reason the Bible says give him no place is <laughs> this sounds so simple, but if we don't give him a place, he doesn't have a place. Hallelujah. 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 So say it again. Ha ha, ha ha, Mr. Devil. I'm not trying to get healed. I'm already healed. Jesus did the work for me. So what I'm saying is, accept the word of God and act like it's so, count it done, and it will be done. Because the word of God says, Jesus said, Mark 11:24, What things shall you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. Lift both hands up and say, I believe I receive healing. In my body. From the crown of my head. To the soles of my feet. Jesus defeated the devil. devil. He has no right, no place, no influence in my life, and I'm not tolerating him doing anything in my body. Say it out loud. Jesus took up my infirmities, and he bore my diseases, and with his stripes I am healed. Thank you, Father God, I'm healed. Thank you, Lord Jesus, I'm healed. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God, I'm healed. I am whole, I am well. Praise the Lord. I side in with the Word of God. 1 Peter 2.24 says, by whose stripes you were healed. Say it out loud, 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes you were healed. I believe that. If we were healed, then I was healed. If I was healed, then I am healed. I side in with the Word of God. I take sides with the Word of God. Now symptoms of distress, pains, sicknesses. You leave my body. You have no right to stay here. I command you to go in the mighty name of Jesus. Body, I speak to you. I command you to obey the Word of God. Body, I speak to you. I command you to line up to the Word of God. I side in with the Word of God. I take sides with the Word of God. Body, obey the Word of God. Body, you side in also with the Word of God. Body, you are healed in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 i tell you what we're going to do in this series on miracles of the New Testament. We're going to run the devil out of our money. We're going to run the devil out of our homes. We're going to run the devil out of our bodies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're going to let Jesus work in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because he wants to work. The Holy Spirit wants to work. Let's bow our heads. You may be here this morning. You've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and the Savior of your life. This is what we're talking about. He paid the price. So you don't have to die and go to hell. You don't have to live in your sins. You don't have to suffer with all these addictions. You don't have to live your life confused. Jesus said in John 3, That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever would believe on the son would not perish but have everlasting life. He said in Revelation 3, behold I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and comes in and, and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. So it's up to us. See the work's done. That's what we spent the time talking about this morning. The work's done. So how many this morning are watching online? You've never made Jesus Christ the Lord, of your sa- the Lord and Savior of your life, but you want to do so now. Pastor Gene, how do we do that? Well, we make a public profession of faith. We believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. And he writes his law, his word upon our hearts, and he gives us a new heart. He makes us a new creature. We are born again by the Spirit of God. How many this morning have never done that, but you'd like to do that as we wrap up this service? Pastor, pray for me. I've never been saved. I've never been born again, but I want to be. I want to be forgiven of my sins, and I I don't don't want to die and go to hell. I don't want to go to a devil's hell. The last three years have been bad enough, Pastor. I don't want to go to hell after all this. If that's you this morning, wherever you are, lift a hand up, lift it up high enough to where I can see it. We're going to pray. And God's going to save by the work of Jesus because the work's done. Anybody here this morning, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to be forgiven of my sins. You may be here this morning and you're backslidden. I'll tell you what, it amazes me. I mean, if ever there was a time to look around and think, man, it's time to live for God, it's the last three years. But that's not the way it works. People fall away. They fall away. They go back to their old friends. They go back to their old habits. They go back to their old lifestyle. 1 John 1:9, though, gives us the, uh, the answer. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many this morning... You know, Father God is saying to my spirit man right now, come home, come home, come home. It's time to come home. No point in wandering out there in the wilderness, in the desert, with all those people that don't know what in the world's going on or where this is all headed. How many this morning would say, Pastor, I'm away from God, I'm backslidden, I'm not living for the Lord. But I don't want to remain in a backslidden condition. I want to make it right. I want to recommit my life to God. If that's you this morning, wherever you are, lift a hand up. Lift it up high enough to where I can see it. We're going to pray. Father, I thank you for your word. It is an incorruptible seed. It has gone forth into the hearts of the hearers. And it will not return to you empty or void, but it will accomplish what you desire and achieve the purpose for which you've set it. For this, I give you my prayer. Now, for the sake of those watching online, if if you're out there, and you want to be saved. You want to recommit your life to Jesus. You pray this prayer. Everybody in the room is going to pray with you. Let's pray it out loud together. Father God. Father God I give you my life. And times gone by. I've gone my own way. I've done my own thing. And I've lived for self. But I turn from that old way of living. And I give you my life. I believe in my heart. You raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth. Jesus is Lord I thank you according to your word for making my spirit new making me born again and giving me new life in Christ it's in Jesus name I pray amen now if you're watching online and you pray that prayer you can contact us here at Faith Christian Center we'd love to send you a book God's very own child if you need a bible let us know about that we'd love to send you a bible You know, there are all kinds of prayers in the New Testament. And we don't know who's watching, but if you're out there watching and you need healing, I want you to do what Oral Roberts used to have people do. (laughs) Nobody's watching on a TV anymore, probably. But stretch your hand out and put your hand either on whatever part of your body is bothering you or on the smartphone or the iPad or the television, whatever you're watching, as a point of contact. And everybody here in the room, we don't need to do that, but we're going to pray a prayer of agreement. Pastor, what do I do if I'm here this morning and I have a need in my body? You can do the exact same thing. You can put your hand on whatever is bothering you, whatever has been attacked, or you could stretch your hand out not, not to me, but to the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Acts, in him we live and move and have our being. He is here right now. You can't see him. It's like the air conditioning. You can feel the wind, but you don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. That's what the Spirit of God is like. And he is here. How do I know he's here? Well, because we worshiped earlier and we've been preaching his word here, so he is here. Where two or more are gathered together in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. So we're, in, we're gathered in his name and he's here. So let's pray this way. You pray with me. Father God, in Jesus' name. I take action on the word this morning. And I rebuke Satan. I command him to take his hands off my body. And in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, I curse his works in my life and in my body. And I agree with my brothers and my sisters that the word of God is true and the word of God is working and the word of God is manifesting itself in my body right now. Jesus took up my infirmities and he bore away my diseases and with the stripes of Jesus I've already been healed. I believe it, Father God. I believe it, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, I thank you for quickening my mortal body. In Jesus' holy name. So write to us and let us know. Amen? Because God wants to work, and we know that when we pray, he is working. Hallelujah. He is saving. He is uh, restoring the lost sheep, and he is healing. Amen. He's wonderful. I wish everybody knew how wonderful the one I serve is. He is utterly, completely, and totally wonderful.